Hello again, everyone, and we are back with another episode of Embracing Enough. And as promised, at the end of each four-part segment, we're going to recap. We're going to answer your questions that may have come up. So this is our very first Ask Me Anything episode, and I am so excited to get into it with all of you. And can I just take a moment to say how grateful I am for this beautiful community that continues to grow every day? The support for Embracing Enough has been, guys, overwhelming. It's It feels like it's all being made possible by the belief that all of you have and the encouragement that oozes out, and it just keeps me inspired. And so for that, I just want to say thank you. I'm so truly grateful, and I just hope you're sticking around because we are just getting started. So let's get to those questions. So we got a lot of feedback on the four episodes that aired as part of this segment on adolescent girls. The comments have flooded in, mostly on how much they appreciated Kelly's episode about her journey to loving the skin she's in. As I suspected, many listeners tuned in and frankly felt understood. Several shared that they were so grateful for that episode and the way that Kelly really opened up so candidly. And I think there were others that really appreciated it because they just frankly weren't fully aware of how pervasive the issue of colorism is. We obviously got those enthusiastic cheers for our teachers, Sherilyn and Travello, who keep showing up and fighting for the kids. Their candor and their openness about their own journeys, juxtaposed with how they show up as educators, for me was nothing short of powerful. I got feedback from people who loved hearing firsthand what educators are witnessing with girls both in and out of the classroom. One thing is for sure, guys, teachers are the real heroes. Always have been, always will be. But now, with being forced to pivot into this virtual classroom world and still deliver results, their resilience is indescribable, right? And then we heard from two adolescent girls themselves, Ava and Bella, and the feedback has been consistent, mostly to the tune of, um, I definitely did not sound that together at 13. These girls are so grounded and so self-aware, and I couldn't agree more. So let's jump into some of these questions. Our first question from a listener in Virginia, she writes, I am so inspired by everything that Ava and Bella said. I was especially impressed with how confident they both are. I remember being their age and definitely was not that confident. Do you think there are any differences with how society is now versus how it was for growing up in the 90s that helped you be as confident as you are? Well, I have to just say that I totally agree. (laughs) I was beyond impressed with Ava and Bella, and it definitely made me think about my own experience growing up. I wouldn't say that my experience as a teenager helped me be as confident as I am, uh, because if I'm being honest, I think it absolutely did not help me. <laughs> you know, I don't want to generalize for all my people out there who came of age in the 90s, shout out to my 90s kids, 
But I think there are some very different factors at play when you compare women who navigated adolescence in the 90s versus teenage girls today. I mentioned in the first episode that we were bombarded with all of these girl power images and references. But was it really all that inclusive? (laughs) No. It also didn't help that there was still a lingering narrative of what boys could do and that being compared with what girls could or couldn't do, which personally used to drive me crazy as a teenager. And I think what didn't help either was that women who graced the TV sitcoms that I grew up on, they all looked the same, mostly white and blonde, fair-skinned, and incredibly slim. There wasn't a lot of celebration of diversity of beauty, and this was in the magazines I grew up reading, the music I listened to, and what I watched on TV. But today, I feel like girls are exposed to way more than we were. And while I still think we're far from perfect, right, I think there is still a much more pronounced effect for girls to celebrate way more than just one body type or one look. And can we also just talk about for a minute how much I loved how free Ava and Bella felt to get involved in things that make them happy, like truly happy. (laughs) I felt this enormous amount of pressure growing up not to stick out for fear of being teased and these girls just embody this freedom to be who they are i think it's in the years that have gone by for me like as an adult that i have just sort of started to now embrace being unapologetic about who i am and the things i like which was certainly not the case (laughs) growing up all of this is to say that i think confidence comes with time and comes with this ability to embrace who you are. But seeing Ava and Bella be unapologetically themselves gave me hope for this next generation coming up. And frankly, just maybe believing that confident women and girls will come into celebrating themselves much earlier. (laughs) So another listener from Indiana, who has two young daughters, ages five and three, put forward a question. What do you wish you would have learned in preschool? How early is too early to start telling kids they are enough? Great question. I love this. Personally, I don't think it's ever too early. I think the sooner we start to pour into little girls telling them they are enough just as they are and that they don't have to go proving or doing anything different, the more we're supporting them on their lifelong journey of self-love. I I'm a huge proponent of books that reinforce positive messaging. I mean, I have a niece and I'm constantly bringing home books for her that tout self-love and how enough she is. And she just turned two. I am trying to pour that message in as consistently as I can. Some of my personal favorites for young girls um, within this age group, there's a book called I Am Enough by Grace Byers, obviously totally on brand. Um, There's another one that I love reading to my niece. It's called I Will Be Fierce, and it's by Bia Birdsong. And another one is I Like Myself by Karen Beaumont. I think being committed to teaching young kids about the importance of self-esteem and loving everything about themselves, you know, it also encourages children to be kind to one another and respecting differences 
like in physical appearance and abilities. I say start as early as possible because clearly this world needs more kindness, more acceptance, and just everyone embracing each other for for all the differences, right? All right, we have another question uh, from a listener uh, from New Jersey, actually. She asks, your entire platform is based on inspiring women and girls and giving them someone to look up to. Who would you say is your biggest role model? This is a hard question because I know it's trite. I know it's cliche. I have so many role models. (laughs) And frankly, all women and girls inspire me. So for me, rarely do I hear a woman's story who I don't find something in it that speaks to me. We're all role models when you think about it because you never know who's watching. But if you'll allow me, I'm going to narrow my list down and I'm going to pick three. I would say, for one, it's Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) I just love how she has always been a yes for women and has this incredible ability for storytelling. And she also creates space for women to share their stories. She's absolutely someone I look up to and I just love her commanding presence. I really do. I, I... I just do. I mean, I know there are a lot of different thoughts about her, but I I really love what she stands for. I would say my other two role models are my mom and my sister. They are two of the strongest women I have ever met. And something I personally look up to them about is that they do not have a problem saying exactly what is on their mind. <laughs> I've always looked up to them because I've seen them stand up for themselves. I've seen them remove the things from their lives that no longer serve them. And I've seen this beautiful evolution of them learning to express their needs and be unwavering about them. So my role models are many, but I would say Oprah Winfrey, my mom, and my sister. We'll do one more question before we take a break. And we got another question from a listener who asked, what made you decide to start this podcast? Ooh, a good one. Well, clearly, I'm a talker. (laughs) I love conversation. But I love deep conversation. I'm not about that surface level conversation. I love really getting under the hood and getting real. You know, over the past year and a half, I found myself in conversations um, just feeling really frustrated. I found myself engaged in conversations, particularly with women, um, you know, where, where we're committed to having it all together in conversation. There's, there's this resistance to truly letting anyone in to see the cracks. There's this inherent struggle that comes with just being able to express yourself authentically with what you may be feeling. And I was just getting so frustrated with the, yeah, no, no, things are good. No, I'm fine. Yeah, no, no, great, doing well. (laughs) So I wanted to start this podcast to be in contribution of a much needed conversation on authenticity. 
and I'm not excluding myself here. It needed to happen for myself and for what I hoped would be the listeners tuning in. Because I feel like this podcast is actually an integral part of my own healing. So forgive me if it might appear a bit selfish, but I'm confident that these conversations are landing with people who are also looking to heal certain parts of their story. So yeah, that's why I started this podcast. Let's take a break here. And we're back. Um, Another question came in from one of our listeners who asked, what were your biggest successes and failures when you started Enough Labs? (laughs) A little caught off guard by this question because uh, I've certainly had my share thus far, even though I've only been in business technically for six months. I would have to say that the successes that I have been experiencing has come from me pushing myself out of my comfort zone. So this latest skill that I've really been loving is coming up with video content for my social media. And it's just been an opportunity to express myself creatively. I've really loved it. And to see it all taking shape has been really fun. Um, I would say a failure, well, less less a failure and more of a lesson has been um, trying to find balance. I am an emerging entrepreneur and I want this baby to fly, okay? But sometimes I haven't always found that balance to know when to stop uh, because I feel like I put all this pressure on myself to get a million things done. And so something I've really had to spend some time in reflection about is the need to get adequate rest and to try to take things in stride as opposed to placing these unrealistic deadlines on myself. It's it's not exactly helpful. So there's definitely been a lesson in there. Um, and then with that, I would say also more of a lesson, not a failure, is just giving myself grace for trying. This is all super new for me. And I've learned along the way that not every event or offer that I publicize is going to be a smash hit. Um, Not every video I post or Instagram live that I go on is going to be, is not going to be that incredible knock it out of the park, um, you know, splash. But I think it's important that I remind myself that I'm trying and that I can take it in stride and just continue to innovate. So kudos to me for trying. (laughs) Um, Another question that came in from one of our listeners is, what is one thing that you would tell your past self who may have been struggling with the pressures of growing up? Great question. You must be in my head because throughout this four-part segment on adolescent girls, I was constantly thinking about what was that teenage version of Dina like? And I would have to say that I would love to go back to my past self. Really, I would pick the age of 15 and I would tell her to slow down. It's not that serious. Everything will work out in the time it is supposed to. I would tell her, you know, worrying incessantly about 
everything you're worrying about doesn't get you there any quicker. I was this stressed out teenager trying to do too much all the time because I told myself my future depended on it. And sometimes I wish I found ways to just stop and just laugh more and just enjoy being a kid. So um, I think I would also tell her that she's beautiful, even if others weren't paying her any attention during this confusing time because the only opinion that matters is hers. Um, another question that really caught me off guard that came in was, uh, girls are constantly being misportrayed in the media. If you had the chance to publish a typical girl magazine, what would your portrayal of her be? Wow, <laughs> this is such an interesting question because I've never thought about publishing a magazine for girls and what it would look like. It's kind of giving me some thought about maybe this is another stream of enough laps. Who knows? But I think I personally would not be okay with publishing a typical girl magazine. I think I would want to showcase how different girls are and how that is beautiful. You think about it, we, we all come with such different stories right? Some of us are athletic. Some of us are more artsy and creative. You've got girls who grow up in American cities or rural pockets of America who have totally different experiences. Our families are all different. The messages we receive from family members don't, doesn't often look the same. You know, we all like what we like and we're put off by different things too. But I think one thing that's for sure is that I would want to publish a magazine that showcases the variety of girls' experiences first and foremost, but more so showcases girls who go hard for other girls. Wherever you come from, whatever your story is, that through what would be showcased in this magazine would be a celebration of girls' voices who choose consciously to uplift each other. That would be the Enough Labs Girls Magazine. I don't know, we'll, we'll work on the topic. We'll work on the title, I mean. <laughs> Our last question is, what is the biggest message that you want your listeners to know? And what is your big dream for Enough Labs? Wow. Well, I would say my biggest message to listeners is keep listening. <laughs> Um, because we have some amazing content coming up this season. We're just getting started. Keep listening. That's my message. But beyond that, I would want listeners to know that this podcast, um, I want people to feel like there is something in here for everyone that is listening. My hope is that everyone connects with some part of someone's story who is featured on this podcast and that they feel seen and heard. And honestly, I hope it evokes some level of self-reflection. This conversation around women and girls embracing the belief that we are enough is so important during this time. Keep listening. The conversation is just getting started. I would also say... Um, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from like what topics you're really interested in hearing about. I want to know what 
is something that you're curious about or really looking to um, hear different perspectives on. So reach out, let me know. And I would say, uh, ooh, my big dream for enough labs. I have so many. I have so many. Um, right now, uh, I'll tell you, Enough Labs is based in Washington, D.C., but my dream is for Enough Labs to have offices in, in at least 10 different American cities, working in partnership with uh, women and girls through schools, through youth centers, and even individually. Um, I want to design outrageous, unique, creative experiences like workshops and retreats specifically for women, but I also want to create fun experiences for girls. Uh, we just recently hosted our first Girl Talk conference, and I would love to see Girl Talk be offered multiple times a year in different cities. I want to eventually expand to have different country offices for Enough Labs. Yes, we are going global. Um, I dream about writing a book and going on tour to talk about it with women and girls. Um, basically, I just want this conversation to catch fire for as far and wide as the eye can see. Because my vision for the world is where every single person experiences themselves as enough in every sense of their lives so with that that is our first ask me anything episode i loved answering your questions i can't wait until um all of you give me some feedback and your thoughts on our next segment which is diving into the various elements of body image um how we see ourselves, how we experience ourselves. And this isn't a conversation strictly around our physical. It's really what makes us feel full, what allows us to truly see ourselves, both, both inside and out. And I cannot wait for you to hear uh, the stories from these incredible guests. It's going to be great, y'all. I'm excited. Um, talk to you soon, okay? Bye.